All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Season 3 yeah. of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Alrighty. I am your host, and sadly for you guys, <laughs> I will be your host yeah. <laughs> for all of Season 3. Yeah. My name is Tyler Erlinson, and I will be joined here, as always... By my great co-hosts, Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And the very newly promoted Alex the Intern is no longer the intern. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Smith, welcome to the podcast, buddy. Nice to be here. (laughs) We got to tell everyone about his new title, though. We do. He is no longer Alex the Intern. He is Alex the producer. How should I... (laughs) Wait, producer Alex. Producer Alex? Yeah. Okay, I like it. All right. That was a big step. Please welcome to the show for the first time, producer Alex. (laughs) Woo! Should I put on an accent? (laughs) No. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. Your wage is going to be the same. (laughs) (laughs) The unpaid producer (laughs) who doesn't produce anything, by the way. (laughs) Except for some fire beats. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to set him up for failure like that. (laughs) No, let's let's keep the bar low. He's our produceless producer. (laughs) There you go. Yes. Oh, well, we have a lot in store for you guys this season. Yeah. Lots of hockey talk, lots of Canucks talk, you know, the usual. I think we're going to throw in some trivia here and there. We're going to try and be a little more interactive with you guys. Oh, yeah, we got and, a ton. And also bring on some of you guys as guests. We're going sure. to have a lot more guests, and it's going to be a lot more excitement. So yeah. you guys stick around and be ready. Mm-hmm. So kicking things off. We're going to keep it the same, and we are going to the fake sponsor. Of course we are. And the real sponsor. That's right, because as shocked as I still am, yes, we enter season three with a weekly sponsor, who, of course, is Beaver Buzz Energy. So thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. As you know, we are all Beaver Buzzing. In Vancouver Boys Studios. We are beaver buzzing because you haven't sent me a script yet, so I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to say. So until you do, we are beaver buzzing. They're not sending us anything, man. Well, then we're going to be beaver buzzing until we get a new sponsor. So maybe one that'll send us a script. (laughs) Okay, settle down. (laughs) Anyway, I guess that brings us to the fake sponsor, doesn't it? It does, yes. Well, right. Just remind our listeners, (laughs) this is a joke because we have a real sponsor now. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Connor McDavid. 
Much like how he got three goals tonight, we have three seasons of this bullshit now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whenever or wherever you stream your podcasts. We recorded on the Wednesday, the opening night. Just so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for anyone new here to season three, we record on Wednesdays and we upload on Fridays. So late night Wednesday news and Thursday news. Listen to a different podcast. <laughs> or but come back you, next week. Yeah, you, but you want your Friday through Wednesday in the right place. I guess we should probably get into that Canucks news. I don't want that to. you have the alluded same to. same old Canucks. Oh, man, what a collapse. That was tough to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, if you're somehow listening to this podcast yet haven't watched the Canucks opening game... Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch the highlights. But spoiler alert, they blew a 3-0 lead to the Edmonton Oilers and lost 5-3 while Connor McDavid got a hat trick. Here's a brief synopsis of what you missed. The first two minutes, the Canucks scored two goals before the Edmonton Oilers registered a shot on net. Yep. The first period, then was the rest. The rest of it was basically a snooze fest. It was fine. There was some back and forth action. Not really much of note. First minute of the second period, Andre Kuzmenko gets his first goal as a Vancouver Canuck. Oh, that's right. On pace it. for 82. Let's go. <laughs> I forgot he scored and that. And then the, uh, the rest of the game was you know, five unanswered goals by the Edmonton Oilers. But before we talk about the Edmonton Oilers, let's talk about the first 21 minutes of this game. Sure. I liked it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like I, I missed that time. I was happy then. <laughs> yes. Uh, You're optimistic, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, Pedersen with a very creative goal to open the season, uh, kind of did a little, you remember last year, shut the <laughs> fuck up, man. Honestly, <laughs> they did it twice to him in one game. I, okay. I was going to say, I'm glad shut you know up. what it's about too. Alex probably. Um, and no I think it was like happening. two years ago. It wasn't last year. It was uh, last year. It was last season for sure. Cause we were at the game. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Hoaglander did it. Yeah, Who and won that Be- game? Besser did it. Don't worry about what it. What the game? fuck did they do? Okay, so we <laughs> got to explain that. Yeah, you know how that would be great to know. Our producer's getting antsy. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot of people well, yeah, who don't how, really know what we're talking about. Everybody listening. Okay, so last season, the Canucks played the Preds at home. Mm-hmm. And this, sorry, this is important to the story. Right before that game, we recorded an episode where Jake was talking about how great UC Soros is. Because even though he's... Because I never do that. That's every episode. I know. But this one was specific because he was saying how good UC Soros is at coming out of the net further than most goalies. I've heard you guys talk about this. Okay. Yeah. He comes out of the net further to to make almost like an optical illusion that he takes up more space than he does. Because he's small. Exactly. He's very small. And Jake was just saying how good he is at that because he doesn't get caught doing it. Uh, the next time they played in Vancouver. Fuck, it was like the next day. Yeah, yeah it, w- it was like within the week, the Canucks scored two goals on Soros by faking that they were going to go behind the net and then just cutting back into the middle of the crease and tucking it behind UC Soros. Yeah, I remember Similar that. Similar to Pedersen. Yeah, be- yeah, that was yeah. nice. Yeah, Hoaglander and Besser did it. It was a little cleaner in that game. I think it was easier because UC Soros was like at the top of the crease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... This time, Pedersen tried a very similar move, and it worked. It didn't look as clean, but he got behind Jack Campbell and tucked yeah. it in. Yeah. It was it was a bit of a fluky goal, right? Like, it was just kind of sitting there in the crease, whacking at it, and the puck went in. But, hey. I wouldn't call it fluky because it, it it's what he was trying to do, and it worked, right? Yeah, it, it would be one thing if he came in and just stumbled on the puck being there, but he initiated the move. Again, yeah. it didn't work as cleanly as we've seen it in the past. But it's the movie he was trying to execute, and he executed yeah. it. Yeah. And the Miller goal was sick. That oh, was a laser beam. rocket yeah. coming down the wing. And the Selly was even better. 
But uh, at the end of the day, Canucks fell apart. They couldn't contain McDavid, who went off for four points. And the other goal was a shorty, so... Yeah, the sh- that, that's the one thing I can take from this game is you can't blame Demko for anything that went in. No. Every goal that got scored on him, I, I couldn't say there was a soft one. Every single one was had him out of, not out of position, but it was like cross crease or quick little plays in front, things that you can't expect a goalie to save. The Canucks took the f- their foot off the gas. They got excited scoring all those goals real early. They looked to get out there, and then they stopped. Yep. They stopped attacking. They stopped being aggressive, and... Edmonton Oilers took it, ran with it, and the Canucks could not catch up. Yeah, I agree. exactly. There's not a lot of games where I say this, but I think this is one where home ice advantage really kind of gave help to the Edmonton Oilers. Like, it really seemed like once they got their first goal, they just fed off of the energy that the yeah. fans gave mm-hmm. them. And the Canucks almost looked intimidated by it. It was like they, they couldn't respond. But Kuzmenko on pace for 82 goals, so... Tyler, you've got that going for you. <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. Man, this guy's unreal. And you know what? It looks like he's having fun. Oh, you know, yeah, like so much fun. Such a huge smile on his face, goofing around with the guys on the bench, at least in the first half of the game. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I just wish he would have celebrated after his goal. He just kind of looked up and smiled at everyone. It was like, no, you gotta pump your fist, go down on a knee, like do yeah. something uh, exciting. He was looking for Vasily. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> he hey. was on the bench. Yeah. And, you know, I almost think that he probably did it because he thought to himself, oh, you know, this is the third goal a minute into the second. You know, we're kind of blowing these guys out. At least that's probably what he was thinking. Yeah, maybe. You know, that, that's what I was kind of going through my I, mind. I think he's just like that. I, yeah, like, maybe. He's he's just honestly he's just a really goofy guy and that's just the way he is. Yeah, such a such a character, such a likable player. So glad the Canucks were able to pick him up in the offseason. Yeah, it looks like obviously despite the end result of the first game, I can't say I was super disappointed in the way they actually played. Like they seem for most of the game, the offense looked like they were at least getting chances, right? But the defense they fell apart. Oh, except for Tanner Pearson. Can I talk about this? Oh, my God. What a bum. Okay. He looked terrible. <laughs> I, whole... I honestly don't think he played as bad as, as you tend to think. But because of how much you hate him, you're just picking apart every part of his game where he actually didn't play that bad. Maybe. But you cannot look at that lineup and tell me he belongs on the first line. No. No, but he to did me, not he, have that to bad To me, he maybe not. Like, he didn't necessarily gift the Oilers any goals. But to me, he... He dilutes a lot of the chances that that first line gets. Because when you get the puck to him, all he can do is make a play to someone else. He can't shoot. He can't finish at all. He also doesn't put himself in the best positions. No. Like, I was watching when he was out there. And it's like, he puts himself behind the net a lot. Because for since 2011, the Canucks have been throwing the puck behind the net. So he knows he's going to get it there. And even when he goes back there, he just lets the puck go by him. Yeah. He doesn't even try to make an effort on the puck. In front of the net, he just all he does is just occupy space so that the other team has to kind of crowd him, right? Yeah. Th- th- those are the only real benefits he offers to the offense, at least what I've seen so far. I agree. I mean, the, the other thing I think we have to point out, though, and th- this was a big sore spot for the Canucks, is their power play was terrible in this oh game. Oh, my God. Was it one for eight? Uh, one for yeah, eight, but, yeah, but the eighth one was only like a 15-second power play because then um, well, yeah, there was two the abbreviated ones. Right. Yeah. Well, because well, one, Tanner Pearson took one right away when one started as well. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But one way or another, it, it's you need better numbers than that. And the play was all around the boards. They did nothing to move the puck through the middle to break the Oilers' defense up. We allowed them to totally stay in formation the whole time. Yeah. yeah. As weird as this sounds, it was a good loss, I think. 
there was a lot to look forward to. And it's something that you can kind of build off of. Like it showed that they have the potential to beat a team like the Oilers. They just got too excited. And this is something that like uh, Boudreaux could work with. Yeah. Just teaching them how to keep their foot on the gas or play a more defensive game when they get to an early lead. Like they showed the offensive skill to be able to keep up with the Oilers. It's just the defensive. Yeah. But like that's a problem we've already known for a while. Yeah, those, those are really good points, especially you're talking about kind of like the defense or the offense needs to think more defensively for two reasons. One, because they just weren't. And the second reason, because their defense is so weak, they have to. That absolutely has to be a part of their game. Yeah, and then, of course, you've also got, you know, guys like Brock Besser. You're talking about playing defensively, who I actually thought he skated quite well for who he is. But, you know, he's not the best skater and he is coming off of an injury. You know, I thought he looked a little bit better out there. Um and, you know, he actually had one play. Alex, you might remember this when we were, we were watching there. He actually outpaced one of the defensemen on, on the Oilers back to the puck when the defenseman had, like, a few stride lead on him. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he made up the gap and then beat him off the puck. So, I mean, clearly Brock Besser has been working in the offseason. Let's hope he can keep it up. And, you know, <laughs> let's hope he can actually stay in the lineup because I think the biggest detriment to Brock Besser is the fact that he tends to be pretty injury prone. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, but he does look good out there with uh, Miller. I think that's a really good uh, pairing. And then just finding that uh, other winger to play with him, I don't think Pearson is the answer. I, I honestly I think Mikheyev could be the answer to that just because he brings the speed yeah. and like the puck-getting ability. Which balances line, out Besser, who has no speed and couldn't win a board battle to save his life. Yeah. I love Besser, but he can't do those things. I don't know. He looked okay on the boards today. Like, he looked better than useless. It's not yes. a strong suit, though. Mm-hmm. No, he, no the thing. he needs a he needs a person like Garland who can win those battles or a, or a mm. Mikheyev or somebody like that. The problem is Pearson can't win them either, so that forces Miller to go in and do it. But Miller's the guy you need in the middle ready to take the pass, right? Yeah, you can't have him doing play. everything. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. That would be pretty goofy if you had yeah. Miller doing everything. Pretty be, goofy indeed. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1's Biggest Goof of the Week. This is my segment where I go out and find a story in the sports world that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring up that story with the guys, and we have a little chat about it. And this week, the biggest goof of the week is a player on the Montreal Canadiens. See, there was a player that made the Montreal Canadiens this year. Who worked at Costco the same time last year? That's a goof. That's an automatic <laughs> goof. Yeah, I heard about this. Uh, yeah, the, the last name of the guy, I genuinely don't know how to pronounce, but I'll give it my best shot. Arbor? <laughs> <laughs> That's his first name. Arbor. Yeah, guys. Yeah, that's how we go. That's how it's spelled for yeah. sure. I do, I do want to read this out. XH. E K A J. Christ, this reminds me of that Chance the Rapper bit on SNL when he had to oh, try Brady to. Oh, Shea. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how is that one spelled again? He's like, that's an, a K, an I, a J, and yeah. something else all next to each other. So that's a nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a name. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this guy apparently working at Costco this time last year, and now he's making his NHL debut. That's crazy. He's not a goof, but. Bit of a goofy story. Okay, good. I was going to say, what what did he do? Yeah, no, I, I mean, he didn't look that great, but um, still, I mean, being able to to say that, you know, you made the NHL a year after you were, you know, supporting yourself by working a part-time job, yeah. good for this guy. 
You know, that, that's really awesome. I, I, uh, I look up to a guy like this. Do you now? <laughs> well, he's a pretty tall guy, actually. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's uh he's a uh, six foot three. Oh, okay, yeah. so he's kind of short. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, he would bring down the average around here at least. But I don't know. I just I, I thought that uh, unfortunately he didn't look the most solid out there in his game against the Leafs. Uh, there was one, there was a penalty shot that I think it was Kerfoot took that was clearly. I'm going to call him by his first name, Arbor. Yeah. It's clearly Arbor's fault. Okay. But, um, you know, like, yeah, he looked a bit shaky. But still, nonetheless, like, this guy fighting and clawing his way up to making the NHL and then playing in a game in which the worst team in the league last year beat supposedly one of the best teams this year. Best regular season teams, yeah. Yeah. Like, good for them. Oh, no kidding. I mean, when you think about that, too, that that step is not small. Like, working at Costco is one of maybe the lowest-tiered jobs I can think of. So, just I mean, imagine that. Just you're sitting in the food court giving out dollar hot dogs to any bum who has a membership, <laughs> and then the next day you're selling out the Bell Center in Montreal. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. If he can do it, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, speaking of the Canadians, though, that was uh, that was quite the game. That was the happiest oh part God. of my day. <laughs> I mean, I, I lost a little bit of money on it, but I was still <laughs> I was still pretty thrilled to see that the Toronto Maple Leafs lost to a very injury-hurt Montreal Canadiens team that actually played very well. Like, they stuck around, they hung around. Yeah, well, they, they, they only locked the game up to. with, what, 17 seconds left? Or maybe exactly. Maybe a little more than that. Yeah, no, but. 17. Anderson ripped one top oh, corner. Beautiful shot. And, I mean, that first line of Caulfield, Anderson, and Suzuki looked really good. They scored three of their goals. And yeah. the Toronto Maple Leafs looked non-existent. They looked slow, sluggish, and it just they were not there. And Murray did not look great either. It was beautiful. Speaking of not playing too well, the first overall pick of this year's draft, Yuri Slavovsky. Yeah. Okay. Not look too great out there. Honestly, I didn't have too many problems with this game today. Like, first game of the season, first NHL game. I mean, he didn't look bad. He didn't cost them a lot of problems. Yeah. But, like, obviously didn't do anything where people didn't are going to be like, anything. they didn't score oh, four yeah. goals. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you also have to think this could very well be his development getting a bit rushed just because of how thin the lineup is of the team he's on. Like, realistically, he could probably benefit from some time in the AHL this season. Oh, yeah. But he's not going to get that because the Montreal Canadiens don't have any better options right now, or at least not a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if you'll see him up here and there might be some games where you'll go, ah, oh, you know, this guy should go down. But this is just how Montreal is going to play it for now. I mean, he's got the size, the physicality, and the skill where he can play in the NHL, and I don't think it's going to hurt him. Yeah. But but he's not going to look as good as people think. But I think very soon you're going to see a, a different player, and towards the end of the year you're going to be like, wow, this player is a number one overall pick. He's a solid, solid guy, and he's going to move his way up the lineup. Yeah, he's just got to get more comfortable with that, right? He, like, he, exactly. To me, the biggest thing is he looked uncomfortable. He looked a little bit disillusioned just by kind of like what was going on around him. And I think also the, the step from playing with boys to playing with men is probably also a, a bit of a learning curve oh, for, for him. sure. Yeah. But that being said, they're 1-0. Yeah. At, at time of recording. Yeah, so at time we'll, of recording. Yeah. Well, we'll see, we'll see where that yeah. goes. Undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, just like your Nashville Predators, who are first in yes, the NHL. Sir, for the, first in the NHL. <laughs> for a little bit of time, but that's yes, sure going to change. Yeah. 
when they have I don't to play, know. when they have to play a team other than the yeah, San than Jose Sharks teams in the league. Hey man, Nino Niederreiter. He is uh, leading the league in goals right now. So that mark it true. down. Mark it down. How many Nino does he have? Three. Uh, he's tied with Connor McDavid now. Oh, 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 right. And Connor McDavid has one less game played. You know what? Nino Niederreiter being tied with Connor McDavid. I'll take that. <laughs> there was also one thing we glanced over that I forgot to mention. What's that? Jack Campbell. Oh, oh fuck. Look, no, we didn't. Fucking climb. great. He looked terrible. He looked great. No, you look terrible. I believe I at one point in there. the game, he had a 0.4 save percentage. <laughs> yeah, but then it got better. I just have to put it out there. He's a top 10 goalie. Got to give him the respect. Hey, you're really doubling down on that, eh? Even oh, after yeah. that performance? He's going to. Is he going to be your Vesna pick for later in the episode? Going to have to wait and see. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that reminds me, we should probably let the viewers know, listeners. Fuck. Yeah. Man, <laughs> yes. That's not getting any better. <laughs> no. Uh, sorry, mom. My mom told me in season three not to drop any F bombs. She's recently started listening to the podcast. So sorry, mom. That one's going to be. Sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but later in the episode, we will be making our picks for the individual awards at the end of the season, such as the Hart, the Selkie, the Rocket, all, all those awards. Mm-hmm. So we'll be taking our picks at those later. Yeah. Marcus has all Canucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's my take. <laughs> and not after that game, I don't. Yeah, actually, oh, I don't know about yeah, that. <laughs> Somebody does. Yeah. Yeah. And also to clear up some confusion that I've seen a lot of Canucks fans have, just let's just get this out of the way. Kuzmenko is not Calder eligible. A lot of people thought he was. He is exactly two weeks too old to be eligible. So, yeah, which sucks. is weird because you can bet on him to win the Calder right now. Well, that's <laughs> that'd a, be a bad <laughs> bet. I was gonna say that's a genius idea by the betting sites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? Like a billion to one. <laughs> that's easy money. I put two dollars on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I think that might be the name of the episode. <laughs> Kuzmenko for Calder? <laughs> no. <laughs> A billion to one odds. There you go. Okay, sure. You said no. two billion. Another game yeah. I wanted to talk about. Season three, episode one. It's got to be called something something big. But I don't know what to call it. I'm going to call it something big. Something big is happening? Yeah. All right. Out of my control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, something big did happen. And what's that? Uh-oh. Patrick Line got hurt. Oh, in no. game one of the season after <laughs> after scoring. <laughs> Lovely. No, I don't know how severe it is, but he did leave the ice and, and didn't return. So, That's well, you know, in the last uh, preseason game, I'm pretty sure Garland got hurt and didn't come back, but he yeah. played in the. In the yeah, that's the, right. Uh, he, he only sat out opener. for like two days and he went right back to practice. Yeah, hopefully it's not anything big. So, yeah, no, we're hoping we're hoping line is fine because Columbus really needs him considering <laughs> they lost to the Carolina Hurricanes, who looked very good. Yeah. yeah well, no surprise there. Team. Yeah, I saw Friedman actually had, you know what he guessed for the Stanley Cup Finals? He had the Edmonton Oilers winning it over the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, that's that bold. was Fried. I could see yeah. Carolina making it. I could see Carolina making it for sure. Edmonton, I'm still a bit on the fence about. Dude, yeah. the, the West is so wide open because just like all the really good teams have terrible goaltending. Yeah. So did you guys, uh, did you guys manage to see the Tampa Bay Rangers game? I did not. I did uh, no, we were all doing the same thing. Yeah, we were all, we were all <laughs> hockey. All that's right. It. Well, I watched it because yeah. I'm on the IR, so I yeah. still can't play ball hockey. But uh, no, the Rangers looked money. Zabinijad yeah. looked money. Yeah, Tampa Bay didn't look all that great, but I mean, first game of the season. But one player that I did want to talk about in particular, who's not on either of those teams, Jack Eichel. 
There's been a lot of talk about Jack Eichel, how yeah. he's going to play. Big he looked amazing in game one. Really? Yeah. Like, best player on the ice by a landslide. Really? Yeah, Good so. Him. Good for him. I, I'm happy to see it, and, and he looked freaking great. He scored a goal, and, yeah, Eichel looked amazing. Mm. Everything was working for him. I saw that game ended, I think it was, was it 4-3 in overtime or 4-3 in regulation? Anyway, regardless, it was a close game. It was 4-3 in regulation. It was 4-3, yeah. It was still a close game. Um, yeah, that's right, because I think Stone scored with like a couple seconds left. And yeah, anyway, uh, but who do you think looked like the better team? Because when a game ends like that, it could really be either way, right? The first five minutes of the game, the LA Kings. After that, the Vegas Golden Knights. Really? They were the better team. Oh, okay. Interesting. The uh, I, I, well, I thought for sure, like going into that game, I was like, okay, you know, LA is going to take this. LA is going to win. And then after watching, I was like, Vegas looks solid. Like, and their their lines are so weird that the teams are like, it's all their scoring's completely spread out. Mm. Like Eichel's on the first line with uh, Phil Kessel. Stone, oh, yeah, so Phil weird. On. Yeah, Stone's on the second line with God. Chandler Stevenson, and William Carlson and Marcia Show are on the third line. That's so crazy how yeah. Carlson and Marcheseau, out of those six players you just named, are the only two from the expansion draft. Well, Riley Smith is still on the first line. He's playing with Kessel okay. and, and Eichel. Well, I guess you could argue that he was a trade. He wasn't yeah, in the that's expansion true. draft. That's true. Is Shea Theodore um, in the fantasy? Or not the fantasy, the uh, expansion? expansion? No, he was not. No. He um, got traded? I think no. he got drafted. He, no, no, he wasn't no, no, drafted. No, no, he was on Anaheim. Was he? Maybe he was their pick. I can't remember. Yeah, well, it was like five years ago. Yeah. 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 yeah, Jack Eichel, though, honestly, like back to that, just I, I've thought the whole summer one of two things is going to happen this year. He's either going to pop off and he's going to end up as one of the top players in the league mm. or he's going to solidify himself as a second liner. Like I, I don't see an in-between happening. I think he's either going to play fantastic mm-hmm. or it, he's just going to show that he's lost it. Right, it's just not there anymore. For me, it's just like he's coming back from obviously a, a surgery and an injury that Buffalo didn't want him to have because it was too risky. Right, that no player has ever come back from before. So for me, the big thing is just like, can he, you know, come back and properly, you know, take the steps he needs to to be an impact player and to be the player that he was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, after game one, it's it's sure looking like it, but there's still a lot of season left and a lot of time will tell. So. See how Vegas does. All right. Well, in the last game that I want to talk about before we take her to break here, yeah, is the Seattle Kraken and the Anaheim Ducks. Five four Ducks in overtime. Yeah, that's wow. going to be a great rivalry. Those teams are yeah. kind of battling. Yeah. They're both young. They're both yeah, yeah. They're in similar points of a rebuild. Exactly. Anaheim's maybe a step or two ahead. Potential but wild card teams. A though. few steps ahead, I would, would say. Would you call the Kraken a rebuild? Okay, <laughs> you, get, you get my point. Get my it's point. not a rebuild when it's they haven't built a, before. Yeah. It's, it's just, just a build. build. <laughs> it's the blueprints. Yeah, yeah. They're just building. They're, put it this way: the they're towers the are at similar phases here. All right, yeah, they're, they're still in the architectural stage. Yeah, yeah no, the, the glass isn't on the outside yet, yeah, but the boots are on the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. They've got guys in there. They've yeah. got electricians and plumbers doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, just <laughs> waiting. <laughs> He uh, needs lights. Yeah, but I think Zegers got a, a couple points. And, you know, good for him. It's nice to see the Kraken score a couple goals, you know, put some points well, on got, the board. They got two potential Calder winners on that team. Well, that's high praise for two players we haven't seen much of. 
Uh, I mean, Matty Beniers yeah, is high he potential. Played he played a little bit at the end of the season last year. Scored I could see him being in the game. conversation. I think Shane Wright is the wild card just because we haven't seen him play NHL talent yet. Yeah. We don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. They I have, can. Sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead, buddy. Well, they got like, I think they have the reins of the team. So they have like, the they'll probably have like one of the top ice times for rookies. Like mm, most that's power true. play. Like it's a really good they point. They have, yeah. that's their team. They'll get to showcase a lot of the yeah. talent. Yeah. I oh. just I cannot wait for them to play Montreal because I think Shane Wright is gonna oh, go. He's gonna pop in that game. Yeah. Well, Matty Beniers did get 19 minutes and 55 seconds of ice time. Whoa! As a forward. As a forward. Yeah. There you go. That's a good point. Because yeah, there you go. But Shane Wright only had six minutes and 14 seconds of ice time throughout the whole game. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, his first game. The least amount of ice time out of anybody on the team. So I don't know if something oh, happened. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Did either of them get any points in that game? Yeah, Matty Beniers did. There you go. I think he I think Matty Beniers had a goal and an assist. Yeah, he's gonna be nasty for the next ten years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just such a talent. I just hope that if uh if Shane Wright did get did get injured or anything, he didn't break anything. I hope he didn't break anything. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> uh, we, we're going to break it to you. Uh, J- this isn't breaking at all. This is quite old. Uh, Jason Dickinson traded in the middle of a preseason game, actually. Mm-hmm. He's watching it on TV, and like it was one of the ones that was streamed online. Mm-hmm. And so not a lot of people even heard it, but Brendan Batchelor in the middle of a play was like, oh, breaking news. We've got a trade to announce. And so Dickinson went to Chicago along with a second-round pick. For Stillman from Chicago, who, again, you guys all saw, played in the game against Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, hey, we had to get under the cap somehow, so. Yeah. We did. But the cost of that was a second rounder. Holy Jesus, that's a big price. That was a big price. Because yeah. it, it, it's, people have to remember, Jason Dickinson, yeah, it's great we offloaded him. He wasn't making that much money, or that much more than Stillman anyway. This is only saving us like 1.5 mil. And that cost us a second rounder. I think the big thing was just getting him out of here. It was. Because he, to me, like watching him in the preseason, he did not want to be here. I mean, he was putting he in terrible. no effort. Yeah, he looked terrible. And they had him play. He They had him skating on the fourth line. Like, he, yeah, he he's going to go to Chicago and he'll be fine. He'll play on the third line or whatever. Maybe even second. Who knows? But he did not want to be in Vancouver anymore. No, it just didn't fit. No, it's too bad, too, because when Jim Benning made the trade for him, we traded a third round pick for him. Most of the fan base was under the impression that that was a really good trade, right? They liked him. It seemed like, you know, he wasn't going to be fantastic, but like the trade was decent. Yeah. And now so Jason Dickinson alone has now cost us a third and a second round pick. I don't know if you guys saw. So with Jason Dickinson being traded, we brought up uh, what was his name? Abram Nils Amon or Nils Amon Amon. So with an almond coming up, the Canucks have exactly $0 left in cap space. I did see that. They, they are exactly at the ceiling. They are the flush first time line. ever. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, it's optimal, right? And we're going to be in trouble next year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> they, there's some pieces that I think this year are going to be out before the trade deadline for sure. They, like they're what? not done making moves. I don't. Here's the Bo. thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Do you we, think Bo gets traded? He has to. If he weren't the captain, it's, he would have oh, already been It's going to be. Maybe. Bo's going to ask for over $7 million and we Probably. just can't afford it. No, he cannot. If he, he cannot doesn't get an extension this year, I think he's gone by the deadline. 
that I could actually see. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But I, I, I think they're also going to put in reasonable effort to keep him. Oh, I yeah, they're going to do everything. They will trade out a lot of players before they trade him. Yeah. Like, one thing that I didn't really get to bring up earlier about Pearson being on the first line that we talked about, I know I was being harsh on him. I think the only reason he's there in the first place is because they're shopping him to other teams. They're trying to show him, look where we have him. He's on our first line. This is how much we trust him. This is how much we value him, right? Just to keep his value up there a little bit. Because if you put him down on the third or fourth line, or hell, if you scratch him, his value is nothing. That means yeah, yeah, yeah. we have to pay to get rid of him. It's a, I think they're trying to avoid that situation. It's a tactic that's been used before. I remember I was listening to uh, Spit and Chicklets, and Ryan Whitney was telling a story about how he got uh, the assistant captain given to him in Edmonton. And, you know, he's excited and everything. Two weeks later, he gets traded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you make a player that's not as good make them seem a lot better a certain period of time and then sell them high trade Horvat. He's captain. Yeah. I honestly like it, it would crush the fan base cause he's probably the most loved player. On the team. Manko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but what, but the problem is though, so say you trade him, what do you get back for him? That's going to be any cheaper draft picks. Yeah. This team I think is not in a position to be going after draft. Genuinely. Picks, though, I think he is the headlining piece of a Patrick Kane deal. You guys need to stop <laughs> with Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Like, and where's, Seth he Jones. where's he going to play? <laughs> but what, what would Chicago even want with him? He's too old to be part of their rebuild. Yeah, but he's he's easier to package away because he's. Yeah. They could they could re sign him and, and ship him to Narnia. Like, yeah. Genuinely, like, where is he going to play if we get him? We have so many wingers. Dude, who cares? They have a lot of centers, too, man. Tanner Pearson. Yeah, first to be line. honest, it's like they. The Canucks just need better high-end talent. I agree. They with have that. depth. That's all they have yeah. is they have depth. They need they that need, star name. They need high-end talent. Like that, that it it doesn't matter where they get it from. They need Jack Eichel or Patrick Kane or like they needed those big guys, those big names yeah. that were available. Matthew yeah. Kachuk, Jonathan Huberto. They didn't get any of them. Th- yeah, this no, this hurts. This hurts me to say. I would trade Besser before I traded Horvat. I would do that too. That that's just the bottom line. But financially, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like on the books, it doesn't. It, I don't see it working out on the books. Why not? What's Besser making? Like six. six? I think like, Horvat no, has yeah. more trade value. Five than seven or something. Yeah, yeah, almost six. My yeah. financially, that makes perfect sense to me. If you're trying to avoid paying Horvat seven, it's only a difference of about a million dollars, right? You, that, that's something you can you can easily make a million dollars. Yeah, but then you have to fill another winger role, and like top end top end winger role where you can get rid of Horvat and bring in. You could get rid of Horvat and freaking Besser and bring in a superstar f- winger. Mm, yeah. Make this team that way be better. Good. If you're trading away both of those guys, you better be bringing well, here's in the more thing. than one player. If you want to make Patrick the team better, on term. if you want to make the team better, you look at what you have and you look at what you need. You have depth in droves. Mm-hmm. You sell some of the depth to get the high end talent. Yeah, like that's what you need to do to make the team better. Right, but I wouldn't consider Horvat depth though. He is, well, though, he absolutely thing. is. He's, he's a third-line third line center. Okay, he, yes, he's a third-line center. He's depth but he's, for us, but he's not depth he's for He's better than team. most second-line centers, though. He's only third. What? No. You don't think so? No. You don't think he's a second-line center no, on almost is. any he, other he team in the league? Yeah, but he's not, yeah. not, any, okay. he's not but way some. better than No, I'm not saying way better, but I'm saying, like, calling him a third-line center, that's not totally accurate, right? Most other teams don't have a one-two punch of JT Miller and Elias Pettersson on top of that. No, I think he'd play second line center on a lot of teams. I would say almost every team in but the league. That's the cup, thing. But cup contending teams, none of them. That's the thing is maybe they have so much maybe depth Colorado in center is you get rid of him and you can refill. But that's him. it. 
with another third line center that's not as good as Horvat, and it really doesn't change a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe. My my only thing about Horvat that maybe I value too high is that he's a proven playoff performer. When he's been in, he's been unreal. Like he he's been like a whole once. different player. Yeah. You're right. He has been in once, but when he was in, it was if you count the play in, it was three rounds and he was great in all of them, like yeah. better than normal. Yeah. So yeah, I remember that, that. that's something to me that adds value to who he is. Yeah. Well, the, I think the only way they keep Horvat is if they move him up the lineup and put Patterson on the wing yeah. because which, which I think is going to happen eventually. Anyway, keeping Horvat as a third line center is just a waste of money. If we're going to pay him $7 million Plus, you can't have him yeah. centering your yeah. third line. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And I just don't think he's worth that much money. No, I, no, I agree. There's no way he's worth seven. But because no. I, I don't think Horvat is a better player than Nazem Kadri as much as it hates me to say it. Yeah, but well, Nazem Kadri is overpaid. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, he's overpaid, but I don't think Horvat's better. So there's no way yeah. Kadri, who's yeah. getting seven. Yeah. And Horvat should be not getting seven. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, I mean, that's enough hockey talk for now. Uh, When we get back after the break, Mm -hmm. we are going to give you our lists for all of our awards. Mm -hmm. So get ready for that, and we'll see you on the other side after another word from our fake sponsor and real sponsor. Woo! This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver Buzzing. And this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Connor McDavid. Much like how he got three goals tonight, we're also on season three of doing this shit every week. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a 6x6. Six six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back, everybody, from break. As promised, we're going to start things off with our predictions for the end-of-season awards. This is a very exciting time. We all mm-hmm. put a lot on the line here, and that did not work out for me last year. No, it did not. Yeah, how was your uh, how was your coaching pick from last year? Yeah, okay. Barry Trotcher <laughs> showed it pretty well. It's not he? good. It's not good. <laughs> Didn't he get fired? He, he, you know what? It, anything can happen. We all know that. Tough yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah. Just like McTavish won the the Calder last year. Hey, I said he was going to win the Calder. I didn't say when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Alrighty, so we're going to start things off with the heart. Alex, who's your heart pick? It was a tough choice. A lot of good players out there. Going to go with the best one. Connor McDavid is taking on the heart. Big surprise here. All right. But it's hard to go against him. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Jake, what about you? Uh, honestly, I didn't think I was going to go this direction, but I'm convinced. Coming off a uh, pretty crazy contract signing, I think Nathan McKinnon is going to prove why he's worth his contract. Ooh, wow! I think I think. Are, he, are you he, giving us a "you will see" right now? Well, you no, I'm seeing why no, Nathan no, no, McKinnon. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I do think he's overpaid. That's why I think he needs to step up and prove it. So yeah. I think this season he will. Um, you know, I at least I hope he will because he's my pick. Well, All you, right. you heard okay. it here, folks. You will see why Nathan McKinnon is the heart. 
trophy recipient. Okay. <laughs> well, Marcus, who do you have? Well, it, it is tough to argue with Alex, who who pulled McDavid. That's yeah. a, a lot of people's go-to. Yeah. However, I think there's only one guy that you can clearly compare to him because they're on the same team, and that's Leon Dreisaitl. Ooh, wow. I think if McDavid misses any time this year at all with injury and Dreisaitl steps up and can fill that spot, and also Dreisaitl has been known to outscore McDavid just goals-wise. Mm-hmm. I think you could see a reality where Dreisaitl could make a name for himself. Not make a name for himself. He's obviously done that quite well. But make a case to be put above McDavid in the heart conversation. Kind of like a Malkin-Crosby situation. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's like if one of them misses time, the other one gets to step into the spotlight a bit more and just, yeah. you know, never know what could happen then. Tyler, right. what about you? I kind of went with a bold pick here. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know me. Shocker. Jimmy VC. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have JT Miller winning the heart. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. I'm sorry. I thought this was... This is Marcus talking right now? <laughs> yeah, no. Whoa. No, I think if the Jeez. Canucks are going to do yeah. something this year, and if the Canucks prove to be a good team, it's going to be on the back of JT Miller. So not Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko <laughs> is scoring 40, okay? Kuzmenko's scoring 40. But he's on his way. He's on his way. He's, yeah. got, he's got on the board there. But, uh, no, I think this team relies a lot on JT Miller, and, and he's going to have to carry him. Do you think he's going to break the 100-point threshold? I see it. I think to win the heart, you <laughs> absolutely <laughs> have to. Yeah. No, I see him breaking it for sure. Yeah. I mean, Taylor Hall won the heart one year, right? Exactly. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Alrighty, next up, we're going to go with the Norris, Jake's favorite award. Yeah. But before we get to Jake, let's throw it over to Alex. I think this is my most oddball pick out of all these awards. He picked a forward. No, this guy uh, was recently traded to this team. Oh. Recently just signed a huge contract. Mackenzie Weger. Whoa! Wow. The Norris Trophy. That is Whoa. A very yep. off the board pick, yep. considering he's more of a defensive defenseman. But hey, so wh- where does that come from? What What's the idea there? I think that the Calgary Flames are going to have a crazy season, and I think it's going to be on the back of him. He's going to be playing that top line pair on the back. I was going to say of all the <laughs> trades that Calgary made this season, one of the yeah. guys who they were going to ride the back of, I did not think of Mackenzie Weger. Oh, just wait. Yeah. I mean, it is a very bold prediction, but hey. Hey, stranger things have happened. Just wait and see. Yeah, we will. Yeah. All right, Jake, who do you got for the Well, Norris? he was absolutely robbed last year. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I'm telling begins. you. Three votes. Are you kidding me? Roman Yossi deserves the Norris. And honestly, this might be his last good chance at it. So the, uh, he better win it this year. You so he, he's first. never won. He's never won the Norris, no. Crazy. He's been nominated a ton of times, but never won it. And last year, he was absolutely robbed. So... We will see, but alrighty. I mean, the, the guy who pick. won it last year also won the Con Smythe, so I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say yes. He. But Con Smythe is a playoff trophy, and the Norris is a regular season trophy, and like yeah, the but, Toronto Maple Leafs are a regular season team. Okay, uh, at least. Well, I mean, usually Cam McCarr <laughs> did score like thirty goals. Like, yeah, you know, it yeah. scored most. Yossi, Yossi had more points than him. No, he did. Yeah, but all right. anyway, Marcus, who's your Norris pick? 
Well, I'm using similar logic to Alex, but I'm just going a different direction with it. I'm going with Adam Fox. I think that the Rangers are poised to have a ridiculous season. And I think if much of that success is tied to Fox, you could see him run up the ballots pretty quickly because he already got nominated last year. He did. And the Rangers did quite well. If they take that next step and so does he, I think you could see him win it. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick at all. Well, I kind of went off the board a little bit again. Why? <laughs> Did surprise. you? <laughs> From your Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, I have Devon Tays wow. winning the Norris this year. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's crazy is that like everything's up for debate, and that's fine. You didn't even pick the best defenseman on that team. Arguably, I picked the best defenseman on that yeah, team. That's, yeah, fair. that's fair. That's fair. And he is an unbelievable defender. I he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but I think this year you're gonna see, and he's gonna he's gonna surprise some people. He's gonna put up some numbers, and he's gonna win the Norse. I just want to say, I'm glad you brought that up, that he's maybe the best defenseman. And this is something floated around a few times. This award should be two different awards. There should be a best offensive defenseman and a best defensive defenseman. Like there's a Selkie and... uh, Exactly. Best defensive forward and best point production forward. I realize that's maybe easier to measure with analytics such as goals and points, but I still think that that's two different jobs and they both deserve an award. But I feel like now... like. The top defensemen in this league are offensive defensemen. And that's just kind of how the league is. Like, yeah. Players are more offensively gifted now. Yeah. Scott Stevens kind of got pushed out of the league or yeah. defensemen like that, right? Yeah. It's very yeah. rare. Well, to see that's a, because he was pushing out all the forwards from the concussions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was forcefully making other players leave. Yeah. All right. Another award that I, uh, I quite like. The Vesna. Vesna. <laughs> yeah. I love doing the Vesna. The Vesna is so great because, well, I already know who Dewey you were going to pick, <laughs> yeah. but but it's fun to see you guys go at it. Before we get to that, Alex, who do you have? Going with the teammate of the Norse winner. We're going with Jacob Markstrom, no. taking it home. Wow. He is going to win it this year. He had seven shutouts last year. Going to get eight. Do you have the Flames winning yeah, the cup? Okay. Pun intended. You're going to get flamed this season. Yeah. They, Calgary, no, Calgary Flames, dude. Let's ride. Yeah. We are going to bully you relentlessly if the Flames have a bad season. Yeah, like getting eliminated in the first round. <laughs> Sorry, getting swept in the first round. By the cup winning team. <laughs> Not the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have the Preds getting beaten either the first or second round again by the Avalanche, so. It's tough to get out of that division. Yeah, it it's is. a good division. Mm. All right, Jake. Who is your obvious <laughs> Vesna pick? <laughs> you know, I think Vimelka had a pretty good season. <laughs> Matt Murray. Oh, no. Right. You, you, you want to really answer the question? <laughs> Louis right. Domingue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's got to be UC Soros. I, I still maintain that he's the most underrated goalie in the NHL. And I think definitely he, undersized. He he. If it, <laughs> <laughs> he's been stretching. Okay, <laughs> they put him on one of those boards. They're like, "Come on, we gotta at least make him two inches taller, yeah. just for Jake's yeah. sake." His whole yeah. summer training was just hanging upside down off of a tree branch, yeah. <laughs> just hanging on the monkey bars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think you know. Obviously, last year Shesterkin had that stupid season, and so. Yeah. It, you know, basically robbed Saros of a chance at the Vesna, but 
Uh, I think now with a full season, just I doubt Shesterkin repeats the season like he had last year. Saros has got a legitimate chance at winning the Vesna. All right. No, I, you know what? I I can agree with that. I think Saros is a top goalie in the NHL. Yeah. I do think he's one of the most underrated goalies as well. And uh, I would love to see someone from Nashville bring home a, a record so they can put up another statue. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> And for a team that doesn't get reported on a lot, they have so much content. <laughs> they have two things. <laughs> they have two things you guys you guys flame on me for. Hey, we love the Preds over here. Yeah. <laughs> too much. All right, Marcus. Yeah, let's hear your obvious pick. Let's hear your obvious best in the okay. candidate here. Now, yes. Is is it obvious? Yes. But is it backed up with logic? Also, yes. The Canucks sucked horrendously last year, or at least for the first half of the year. If you suck for half a season, it doesn't matter how good you are as an individual. You're not winning any awards at the end of the year, right? This team, if they perform as they should, which is bare minimum playoff contention, Thatcher Demko will be a huge part of the reason. Rutherford said it in the middle of the summer that he's tired of having a team that just relies on all-star goaltending and doesn't have anything else to show for it. If if and, the, and he didn't change the defense all that much. He didn't change the defense, <laughs> yeah. but he changed the offense. Brought in Stillman. <laughs> yeah, woo. Hey, he could be just fine. But my point is, with a better team, with even if we get scored on a lot still, he's the reason we're winning games. And that does factor into Vesna voting. So I can see it happening now that he's on a, a proper NHL team. No, that's fair. I, I can definitely see where the votes were coming for Demko. He's... Like Soros is is one of the top goalies in the league, so I I definitely agree. So uh, as much as I want to pick Igor for my my pick because I love Ooh. Igor, I, I have to go a different route. I think Igor is going to be a top goalie in the league, mm. but this year, gotta go with my guy Tristan Jari. Really, Jari's like winning the Vesna. I like that pick. Wow. Yeah, I've been pretty high on Jari on the last few episodes, and uh, yeah. I just got to ride with him. All right. I don't even think he's the best goalie in Pittsburgh. And Casey DeSmith is <laughs> oh, Louis boy. Domingue's in Pittsburgh <laughs> yeah. as well. Is Louis Domingue still there? I doubt I'd it. hope not. <laughs> no, he's probably in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Ex-Canucks legend Louis Domingue. Oh, boy. All right, well, let's start talking coaches here and get your pick, Alex, on the Jack Adams Award winner. All of my eggs are in one basket. Oh, it's my God. Sutter, 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 baby. Oh, my God. Yep. Do you have the Flames winning the cup? You, you. If they have coach of the year, goalie of the year, MVP, am I missing anything? No. Let's, wait, MVP? Who did he say for MVP? No, he said or, McDavid. Oh, wait, no, no, no. McDavid. McDavid. No, McDavid's right, on no, the Oilers. No. You Actually, still have a wait, lot of Calgary picks pick? here. What pick? Change your pick. Yeah. Are you putting Huberto? It's a... Uh, oh, hold on. No, he he just yeah. saw the handsome coach votings. He's putting <laughs> Jay Woodcroft. Actually, I'm choosing... I'm changing it to Mike Sullivan. Oh, they go on Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, so we're getting rid of the flames here, and we're going with the Penguins. <laughs> I was, Daryl I was Sutter looking, won it last year. Hey, 
He yeah. is, he's the reigning Jack Adams. Yeah, see, that's the thing. is Calgary did so well last year is I don't think they'll give it to him. No, that's fair. But I think the Penguins didn't do as well last year, and I think they're going to do pretty well this year. And their team is ancient, so if that coach can yeah. teach these old dogs new tricks, yeah. <laughs> who knows what he can and, do. Right, changing the pick, Mike Sully. Did you know their average age is over 30 yeah, it's years? 31. Yeah. Is it 31.2? Yeah. It, no, it's 30.2. 30. It's 30. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we're talking about one. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. splitting hairs here. They're old. They're yeah, all they really old. They're ancient. Wow, yeah. that is insane. All right, Jake. Who um, is your coach of the year? So I picked this guy last year. I think that he was so overlooked. Um, and I think this season, as long as that team can... Uh, I would say they have to make the playoffs in order for him to win this. But um, I think they can. And that is the Minnesota Wild. With Dean Evison. I was going to say, yeah. the Minnesota Wild are not a coach. coach. Yeah. I know, I was The coach say, of the Minnesota Wild. I was going to say, who on earth is their coach? Yeah, his name is Dean Evison. He's the guy I picked last year. And uh, I thought he was overlooked. But this year, I think I think he'll win it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going Dean Evison. Marcus? Okay, I, I've is, gone, is this an obvious one here for you? It is not. It almost was. I, I was going back and forth on Boudreaux, I'll admit. And for the same logic I used with Demko, is, you know, we saw how bad the team sucked last year and how good they were as soon as he took over. Yep. You know, a full season of him, it could put him in contention for sure. And I, and I wouldn't be shocked if he was in the conversation. However, in my opinion, a, a lot of these Jack Adams trophies just go to the coach who can produce the most successful team. And... I really think that Brendan Moore could make another run at it. He won it two years ago, I think, yeah, two or three. Like that, yeah. And I, I think he could do it again. Wow. The Hurricanes are poised to make a really good run in a really hard division. And I think you could see a lot of success there being attributed to their coach. I have a question for you guys. Yes. How successful do you think the Preds have to be for John Hines to win the Jack Like triple back-to-back defending President's trophy. No, like, no, no, like, no, like no. seriously. No, to, be, to be fair, I think they have to finish second in the division. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, second in the division. And that's when you would consider him for... Yep. Yeah. If, if he could bring that team to second in the division, like with like a good, a close gap with Colorado, I think he's done way more than he he was like expected to do. to do. I think second in the division, but Soros has to play less games than he did this year. Okay, that's fair. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like a lot of... Because he's stealing a lot of games. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I guess then it would also come down to, like, the the goal differential too, right? Yeah. Because that could that could impact um, what people think. Anyway, okay. I was just curious what you guys yeah. think about that. All right, Tyler. All right. Let's <laughs> hear what fucking off-the-board <laughs> assistant coach you picked. <laughs> but fucking Martin St. Louis. I was going to say. Clark. John Tortorella has had a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of problems in the past, but I think with Philly. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. My coach <laughs> is Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, really? Man. I went with Bruce. You know, yeah. Bruce, I'm there it is. Shows him. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like he's got to be up there. Yeah. If, if he can put this defensive core into the playoffs, that's that's votes to begin with. Like, yeah. that, that's it. This this defense is so bad that if they make the playoffs, it's because of Bruce. Yeah, and yeah, their offense right. and Demko and Demmer. <laughs> yeah. If if they make the playoffs, it's because of everything except the defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we got another favorite here. This one's a fan favorite because we always butcher this one. <laughs> but we're going with the Calder. 
Alex, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was your choice. I honestly think that I have the winner here. Is, does he play for the Flames? No. <laughs> okay. <he doesn't. laughs> do they even have a rookie this year? You ten of first full season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's finally played enough in his show. Yeah, he's still under. Yeah. Uh, no, so it's another Pacific Division uh, player. Okay, it's a goaltender. Logan oh, Thompson okay. of the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, he's a rookie? He yeah, is a he's rookie. a rookie. I didn't know that. Okay. Wow. A rookie goalie starting for a playoff contender. If he stays in the net, plays decent, I think he's got a good shot. All right. Uh, no, I believe it. I can see the logic there for sure. Yeah. Like they, People are really banking against Vegas because of him. Exactly. So if he's part of the reason they make it, yeah. I mean, they got a good defensive yeah. core that he can hide behind. Yeah, I mean, last time I picked a goalie, he ended up being a backup. But <laughs> <laughs> better luck for you. Yeah. That's, that's also the thing is there's no competition there. That's true. Their backup well, is Bruce yeah, Wall. Yeah, exactly. See, that's exactly though why I wouldn't go that direction is because I think Leonard could come back before expected. <laughs> Leonard's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't deserve back. Well, he'll come. I th- even I if he comes back, back, he might not get the crease. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. I think he'll probably be back sometime in the latter half of the season um, and take the crease back. But if he doesn't, or if Thompson's playing that well, that could be a really good pick. Yeah. Yes, sir. All righty. Jake, who is your off-the-board pick? No surprise <laughs> here. I said it last year, and he didn't play enough games. <laughs> so I'm saying it this year. Mason McTavish. That's my pick for Calder. That that is a solid pick. Yeah, that is a solid pick. I, no I got nothing, here. nothing I can say bad about that. Yeah, last year I remember debating on that with you a bit. We we all yeah. did, right? The three of us kind of went head to head. But yeah, with an extra year of development, and after watching that World Juniors, all oh, that is a hard guy <laughs> yeah. to bet against right now. Yeah. yeah. But for the interest of betting against you anyway, <laughs> I, I've picked someone else. I've picked. From the Buffalo Sabres, Owen Power. Ooh, a defenseman. Wow. I think he could because, again, Buffalo isn't that great of a team. Again, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but he's going to have a lot of chance to show himself because of that. You know, he's going to be probably on the first pairing and the second pairing, a little bit of both, but he's going to get a lot of playing time because there's not many people in front of him in the depth chart there. So... I think he'll get to showcase his ability more than a lot of other players will. That's uh, you know what? That's a pretty good pick. I'm, I'm glad that we're kind of like a goalie, a defenseman, a forward. Yeah. What are you going to pick then, a coach? <laughs> 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 Is that allowed? <laughs> no, I'm also going to pick a player from the Buffalo Sabres. Oh. Ooh. JJ Paterka. Really? Yep. Who? I was going to say, I, I hate to say this. I don't know who this John, is. John Jason Paterka. He was taken, I think, 30th overall. Yeah, I, I think it was late first round. Yeah. Uh, or, he's oh, no, from it was Germany. Early, it was early second round. But yeah, from, he was from projected. Germany, yeah. Yeah, he was projected to go high in the first round, slipped to the second round when they picked him up. Lit That's it, a up, really good lit pick, it yeah. up in the AHL last year. Yeah. And uh, I think he's just going to have an unreal season. He he looks so good, him and Stutzla and the, the World Juniors together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a, a pretty good career for him. I like the name. J.J. Oh, yeah. Paterka. John J. Yeah. That's a fun one. Good pick. Good pick. All right. Next, we're going with the Selkie. The Selkie. 
This one I'm quite excited about. Oh, yeah. out of the box. Oh, good player. Oh, Mika Zabinajad. Oh, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Known hear me out. I had some stats. Don't know where they went. Is he, he was. <laughs> is he in a head and shoulders commercial yet? He should be. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got some <laughs> great What's up hair. New York Rangers and just having luscious hair. I know. They just got hair, hair for days. Okay, I, I'm interested to hear your defense on this because I, I'll admit you could sway me either way here, but a bad argument will make me fight you. Okay. I, I, I I don't know if I can see it. You have to yeah, convince yeah. me. It's aggressive. Yeah, he was, no, was okay. Well, he was top 15 in plus minus. Good stat. Okay. Uh, plays for a good team, which does matter. Doesn't take a lot of penalty minutes, and I just I don't see it going back to Bergeron. I think they're going to go in a new direction. And the Rangers are coming up. They're a, a young team, and he's one of the veterans on the team, so he's got to show how these young players need to play. And first line center, going to get a lot of points, going to get a lot of plus and minus. I think it's a good pick. You did not convince me. You know what? I can see Zabinijed has a great two-way game. He's good defensively. He's does a great job in the offensive zone. Lit it up the other day. Yeah. So I, I can see it. He plays power play, short man. Like, he, he kind of does it all. I'm going off of, because I remember last year, during Austin Matthews' run, he was, like, top five in Selkie voting. Yeah. Just because of how good he was offensively and defensively. And I think Mika Zibanejad could have that same effect. Okay. I don't know if I see it. Um, but, like, who knows? Maybe this season he he turns into a, a, a strong 2-8 center. But I don't see it as much, unfortunately. All right, well, then who do you see, Jake? I think that there's a player who's been nominated for the Selkie year after year, but keeps getting snubbed. That's Well, I th- actually, I think he's won it once, maybe twice. Alexander Barkov. I think there's no way this guy doesn't get it. He, he's just been handed one of the best you know, physical defensive forwards in the league in uh, Matt Kachuk to play on his wing. No, he's not playing on his wing. Really? He is not. He's Matthew Kachuk is playing on the second line. Well, not to start the season. To start start a lot changes after the first couple weeks. Okay. Okay. Well, that being said, I mean, I'm I'm sure those guys will play plenty together this season. Oh yeah. And yeah, I I don't think it's too crazy to assume that Alex Barkov will win the Selkie this year. I could see pick. That is that is a good pick. Marcus, please tell me you have a good pick. I have a high risk, high reward pick. Oh boy. Oh Jesus. Same pick as mine. <laughs> mm, knowing you, it could be. <laughs> this is one of the crazier picks I have. I have Toronto Maple Leafs, oh. Mitch Marner. I don't hate that. because he, Here's the thing. Because so, he's playing defense. No, so, <laughs> so that is a big factor in the decision. So he is technically a forward who will be playing some shifts on defense. Yeah. Now, I said it's high risk, high reward. Because if that pans out and works to be a successful strategy for them... And he starts producing points or helping the team produce points, playing defense when they're out, when either they pull the goalie or they need a goal or however they've talked about implementing him. Mm-hmm. But if that spills over to his regular play too, and he starts picking up more defensive responsibility while maintaining the point production that we've already seen him come up with in the regular season, I think that he could very well win it. Mm-hmm. Off to a fantastic start too, I might add. <laughs> I did not see the game, so I, uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, they lost to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, but I don't know I how don't, much of that was his fault. I don't know. I don't think he was on the score sheet. He might have been, but... We'll find out. 
My pick's a little off the board. I, a guy you would never expect to ever win the Selkie, but, you know, I feel like he got a little stronger this year. I feel like his uh, his hockey smarts are a little underrated. He's um, He's gotten a lot better in the defensive zone, and, and I think you're going to see that carry through. Can I guess who you're going to say? Yep. I might be totally wrong. Yeah, go for it. Does he play for Vancouver? He sure does. Is his number 40? He sure is. Does his oh, name man. rhyme with Lilius Ederson? It sure does. <laughs> Elias Pedersen. <laughs> I like that pick. You know what? Like, his defensive game is underrated. Like, Brudro was even saying, like, he's one of the best penalty killers because he's just so smart. And I, I think you'll see a different style of Elias Pedersen this year, and I'm looking forward to it. I believe when we had Canucks access on the show too, he also listed Pedersen as our best defensive forward on the team when healthy, when he's willing to play a physical style game. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Next, we have the Art Ross Trophy. What is the Art Ross? The Art for Ross. Who don't know? The Art Ross is for the most points in the season, so it usually goes to someone along the lines of Connor McDavid. <laughs> Because he outscores the competition ten to one, <laughs> but uh, I feel like it's uh, it's a little bit up for debate this year because there's some better other better teams that got a little more skill skill for some of their star players to get more points. So I'm curious to see what you guys think, Alex. I for one do not have an Edmonton Oil player. However, I do have an Albertan player. Oh my god! Who was recently in a trade. Jonathan Huberto. Really? He's playing with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli. Lindholm, 42 goals last season. Toffoli, 30 goals last season. It's going to be a point machine on that first line. And Huberto is going to eat it up. All right. I mean, Huberto is a great player and and is a great passer. So I, I could see him definitely putting up some some ridiculous assist numbers. Yeah, I don't hate the pick actually. That's like I think I, I was good. prepared to not like it, but you you brought me around on that one. He also was leading the league for like the first half of the season in points by like a long shot in Florida. Yeah, but now I think he's playing with. You think he's playing with better players in Calgary? Well, last year he, he was, was on the second he, line. Yeah, he was on the second line last year. Yeah. That maybe helped. He wouldn't have been playing against the best checking line in the other team. I don't know, but then you, you could also consider a player like JT Miller who was on second lines until he came to Vancouver. Then we put him on the first line, and now he has a 99-point season under his belt. Yeah. I still don't see it happening, though. I mean, like, Jonathan Huberto, great player, but winning the art role. Like, he has to score the most points. Yeah. Right? We'll see. I like it. All right, Jake. Who do you think is going to get the most points? Then? Connor McDavid. Going with McJesus. Yeah, I'm going with the safe pick here. All right. I think McJesus might lead the league in penalty minutes this year. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about points. He's not playing a whole lot. Game one, it looks likely. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, I mean, Head McDavid McDavid is a point machine. Like yeah. like I said earlier, he scores the competition 10-1. to 1. Like yeah. It's it's a pretty, pretty safe pick with McDavid. Marcus? I think he's won it, like, nearly every year since he was drafted. Yeah. Other yeah. than the time he... Ruined his collarbone. It's yeah, hard to yeah. go against McDavid. I think Kucherov won it one year. Yeah, he had like 126 points. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think it's, you know, it's Connor McDavid. Yeah. Of course he's going to win it. Yeah, you can't go against him. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to do this because I don't think any of us have, have had the same pick yet. And I like it even less because I'm agreeing with you of all people. But I, I mm. cannot bet against McDavid for Art Ross. It's just yeah. b- barring some kind of crazy injury, he, he's just got it locked up, right? Yeah. There, there, I don't see anything another player can do about it. Want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now here's where Jimmy VC comes into the conversation. <laughs> Jimmy VC has entered the chat. His name rhymes with Elias. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have Nathan McKinnon winning the Art Ross. Really? Yep. I I think he's going to have, like Jake said earlier, a fantastic year. He's going to prove to people why he just signed that giant contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got something to prove. He, he had some injuries last year. I think if he stays healthy and... Colorado stays healthy. He just absolutely lights it up this year. See, I just don't think that JT Miller could possibly win the heart unless he also wins the R. Ross. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the only fly in your logic that I see. Well, but who knows? I don't know. Right, I think right, I think fair. if Miller is so much as top five in points, I think he could win it. Because yeah, the, the thing is, the whole the whole point. Oh no, sorry. I was thinking about the the. You're thinking heart. Wait no, yeah, Hart. That's yeah, Hart's yeah. MVP. Ross. Yeah, because Tyler had Tyler had JT Miller winning the Hart. Yeah, which I right, think no, he has I, to have he, the if, most points. No, but no, if, he, I if he finishes I second, because if he finishes second, look at this Colorado team compared to Vancouver. They're yeah. just an absolute stacked show. All right, yeah, fine. Yeah, I was gonna say when you look at most of the best players in the league, you could say McKinnon, McDavid, Matthews. You look around them, and they're surrounded by superstars. JT Miller is not surrounded by any proven superstars. I think if he cracks the top five for most points, I think he wins the heart because he's doing it with the least amount of help. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. The last award that we're going to talk about is the Rocket, formerly known as the Ovechkin Award. (laughs) Yeah, will be known. This is the... Best named award in sports. The Rocket. Yeah. What a cool thing to win. Do you think they'll swap it to the Ovechkin? No. I think if he beats Gretzky, I think if he if he breaks that record, then yes. Okay. I think they have to. Yeah, they call the Ovi Award. Yeah, they can't keep all of these awards named after players that a lot of the next generation isn't even gonna know who they are. I mean the Bergeron Award, I think it has to be a thing. Mm -hmm. He's gotta take over the Silky. I could see it. And then we're just going to call it the McDavid instead of the Art Ross. Yeah. I'm just going to start calling the Vezina the Demco. It's, yeah, you know. Saros. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, the Yossi Orn. That sounds like a Fortnite dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. I think it might be, actually. Who do you have for the Rocket? This was the toughest, I think. Uh, I was debating between two players. But I've gone with a man. Who I don't That's think good. <laughs> go with a man that Marcus does not like. I know who this is. Yes. Nikita Kucherov. What? <laughs> this is not who I thought it was. Because he oh. sat out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I never said. Never mind. What do you think oh. I was going to say? Matthews. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Kucherov. One of the biggest deciding factors in that was they're playing Kucherov with Braden Point and Steven Stamkos this year. Now, that's a crazy line. And I know Steven Stamkos is known as a sniper, Mm -hmm. but I think Kucherov is just going to absolutely tear it up this year. All three of those guys are snipers. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say they can all score. Yeah, They're all getting 50. (laughs) So that's my pick is Kucherov. All right, that's a a pretty good pick. Do you guys remember who I picked last year? (laughs) 
<laughs> was it Philip Forsberg? No. <laughs> I can't say I do. Okay. He was on the Florida Panthers. Oh, yeah. You picked Reinhardt. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Yeah. So, but he went off the board. <laughs> but the reason why I picked him is because in the condensed season, the season before, he went off. He had a great season. Mm, fair. Um, so this season. Doubling Sam. down. <laughs> Reinhardt. Nah, Sam Bennett. I am going with a brand new teammate of his. I was going to go with him. Matthew Kachuk. Almost. That was the two I was between. Wait, for Rocket? I'm going with Matthew Kachuk for the Rocket. Fuck, that makes me wish I picked them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the only time he doesn't pick a Calgary Flame is when it's a former (laughs) Calgary Flame. Wait, so how many goals did he get last year? 42. Okay, that is pretty good. He had 42. Elias Lindholm also had 42. And Goudreau had like a bunch too. Okay. Yeah, I think he was... Seventh in points last season. Yeah, six or seven. He had a crazy season last year. Yeah, so I'm going new city, new team, but I think he's going to be even better this year. Matthew Kachuk, winning the rocket. I was going through three people and they haven't even been said yet. So let's let's see what Marcus has to say. He's picking Matthews. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. Oh God. Uh, So I said earlier that I think Drysaitel was going to win the heart. And I don't think he can do that if he doesn't win the Rocket. So I do think he's going to take the Rocket. He was second in goals last year behind McDavid. They were only separated by, I think, six or seven goals. It you was Matthews. Not, what did I say? You said McDavid. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Matthews, Matthews. Um, they, it was very close already. And I don't know. I think Dreisaitl can take another step. I think Matthews is already kind of maxed out. I don't see Matthews scoring many more goals than he already has. I don't know why. I just, I see Dreisaitl with room to grow still. And I think that this year, if he can do that, and they, you know, just fucking, sorry, I got distracted. If, (laughs) (laughs) what are you getting at? Yeah, I'm just saying, I I think Dreisaitl can score the most goals. And I think between that and McDavid having the season that he's poised to have, I think that the Oilers could be absolutely lethal. Wow. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, safe pick. That that is, is a safe pick. Is we'll, a safe it was safe, pick. but it, it could have been safer. It's it a lot could have been safer. safer than my pick. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, did you make a safe pick in this? <laughs> uh, I picked Nathan McKinnon to win the Ross. I mean, it's not really safe, and I also it's reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the rest of them are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> See, like for for this one, I was kind of torn because like. There was a couple people I wanted to say. Like I was really thinking, oh, you know what, Kaprizov, absolute sniper. Matthews, but I don't really want to say Matthews. McDavid could have an unreal year and score a crap ton. But I went with former second overall pick, Patrick Line. Wow. Johnny Gaudreau's <laughs> getting him the puck. <laughs> Patrick Line scoring 82. And as long as we are going with guys that have new line mates around them that can maybe help them a lot, yeah, Line's not a terrible idea. Yeah, he scored 40 mm-hmm. without... Johnny Gaudreau and he's gonna score double with him. Yeah, that, well, that's what I mean. Like he could do quite a bit better. There, there's a lot of room for him to improve now that he has a solid line around him. Exactly. Boone Jenner, Captain, <laughs> Boone, Captain, Boone. Captain Boone is centering wide in and Johnny Gaudreau. Jesus Christ, man! And Branson on the back. They, they, they got to make a trade in Columbus. They need a centerman bad. Well, Kent Johnson's hurt. But he oh, yeah. is all, he's gonna be on that line. Jesus. 
They need a centerman. They need a centerman. Wow. Uh, so, all right. That wraps it up. Then. Does that wrap it yeah, up? Yeah. That wraps up our lists. Yeah. Are we splashing into the inbox and stuff still this year? Oh, yeah. All right. Of course. <clears throat> you, you can enter it a little bit of a different way if you want, but it has to end with yeah, jump, yeah, jumping yeah. in or splashing in yeah. or whatever. All right. That pretty much wraps up our talk on... Yeah. On all the awards and some very interesting picks and some yeah. very off the board picks and a couple safe picks. So, you well, know, it'll be it'll be nice to see how this plays out and see how wrong everyone is but me. But yeah, yeah. we'll go from there. We'll post them on Instagram and uh, you guys can vote on who you think has the best. And now that there's four of us, we'll have to do like a, a tree in the vote. Like we'll have to do like two versus two and then the winners, you know. Like okay. we, because Instagram polls or uh, questions only let you give three picks. I think you might as well just do you three against me, and I'm still gonna get all the votes. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, oh man, oh, boy! Here You're demoted. <laughs> all right, let's put out this kid's freaking ego and yeah. uh, and and jump into the inbox here. Right. That should extinguish it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I sure so hope so. <laughs> all right, a bunch of questions from you guys this week. The first one. That I have to go to is Kazmenko puts up 50 plus. It, it, are, we, are we seeing that? Goals or points? Doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> Penalty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking 40 goals at least, but like, I don't know about 50. I think if he gets 40 goals, he fucking damn well better get 50 points. 45 points. <laughs> <laughs> 40 goals, 40 points. I don't know. I think that's a bit lofty, but. Who knows? I, I could definitely see him putting up 50 points. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I am on that. I'm in that boat for sure. But I, I hope he puts up 50 goals. That'd be wild. Can I turn this question on you guys? Sure. Who gets more points? Pod Colson or Kuzmenko? Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko. Really? Yeah. I think he's, he's just, got way more opportunity. Yeah. Pod Colson, someone who's already proven who can play up and down the lineup. Okay. So when there's injuries and stuff, you're going to see Pod Colson down on the third line, maybe even the odd time on the fourth, right? Okay. okay. Kuzmenko, I don't think he drops out of the top six. Okay. Maybe plays the occasional shift on the third line. My point is, I think his role will be more tailored to point production. Yeah, I don't think he's going to leave Pedersen's side all year. No. Honestly, I could see those two sticking together because they play similar styles and they're both skilled players. And I think I think it would be a mistake to split them up. Yeah, that that backdoor goal that Kuzmenko scored the other night, though, you know, that was JT Miller setting him up. That was JT Miller setting him up. So maybe, maybe we throw Miller on that line. <laughs> yeah. With the Miller, Pedersen, Kuzmenko. There you go. That would be a dirty That's line. That's stupid. Sounds filthy. Yeah. Anyway, what else we got? Well, considering I just finished picking this guy to win the rocket, one one of our listeners asks, "Line A finishes top three in goals?" Question mark. Come on, <laughs> yeah, Come we on. know your answer. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't. I, I don't think I so. Don't see it. Columbus is is just. They're bare bones. They don't have very much of a team there. You know, they got a couple guys, but not much going on. Yeah, but if all those guys are playing with line A, like, I, I'm sorry, I should still specify. I don't think he'll be top three, but I think he'll do better than a lot of people are expecting. Hopefully. I, I think he'll get over 40, but I don't think he's top three. I would say he could break the top 10. I would say he'll break the top 10. I wouldn't put money on top three, though. I would bet your bank count on top three. All in. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Hey, what else we got? 
Did you just say you would bet my bank account? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I ain't betting mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I want you got in his wallet right now. So. Hey, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Next question. With injuries to start the season, is the defensive depth of the Canucks going to be an issue? It's an issue without the injury. It's always going to be an issue. You know, McDermott coming back is just going to completely <laughs> fix all the issues. And Myers, too, you know, that'll help. Yeah. No, we are almost better off without Myers. Just think about that for a second. We have a guy injured, and half of our fans are like, thank fucking God. Like, <laughs> no, as soon it, as it's PK crazy to think retired. That. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was done. Yeah, the train went off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to take that question a different direction. Can right. you guys see getting Myers played right out of the lineup? Like, no. if, yeah. if the guys that have been called up are playing better than him and say they put him in and there's a noticeable difference that our defense is worse with him in it, do you see him getting played out of the lineup? That already happens. He's going <laughs> to. As soon as he's He should available. be played out of the lineup, but, but yeah. he's not. It, it's not going to happen. Maybe, but if it's noticeable this time. It's not yeah. just the odd thing here and there. Like, if it's if it's the coaches going, Dude. holy Christ, we can't put him on the ice anymore. Dude, Pullman, Stillman, Shen, OEL, Hughes. Like, do you really think he's better than any of those guys? Maybe Stillman. <laughs> we well, haven't seen much go. of him. But there you like, go. He's right? got a spot on the roster. Like, how much is it going to take to show you that yeah. this guy needs to be in the press box? Like, how much of this do you need to I see? I guess it, it needs to be one of Stillman, Rathbone, or Brady Keeper that actually plays so well. Well, that's they, not going to be a Brady Keeper, but... No. Yeah. Huh. I know. Yeah, yeah I'd like he, it to be. I'd, I'd like, like it to be him, be. too, but he's in the AHL. Yeah. Everyone's favorite meme account... Vancouver boys memes asks the boys if there are any plans coming up for the season for the podcast. Bet there. Oh no, I'm free this year. (laughs) I don't have anything going on. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of booked up, but I don't know about you guys. I'm just just playing. Yeah. Oh, there is so much in the books for us. Uh, I think the the big one for me at least that I'm really looking forward to is just like pretty well every Friday night you can catch the boys live streaming on Twitch. Like we we've we tried to do it last year. Obviously, some things got mixed up. And we didn't get a chance to do My it. My bad. Well, it's it, it is no, what it, it is, a lot of things happened. We had COVID restrictions exactly. fell in halfway through the season. Yeah, there there was a lot that happened. Yeah, Friday night, seven p.m. There's a hockey game on. The boys are watching it. That's kind of yeah. as often as we can. It's yeah. still not a guarantee every Wednesday, yeah. but we're gonna Friday. We're gonna or sorry, <laughs> I get, yeah, we record Wednesdays. Yes, the live streams on Fridays. Yeah. So. We'll do our best to be more consistent with that. Yes. I'm looking forward to having more guests on the podcast. I know oh, yeah. last year we had a few on. This season, we're probably going to have quite a few more, I would like to say. it's We've already got some lined up. There's surprises. We're not going to tell you who they are, but we're definitely going to have some more special guests on, and you're definitely going to recognize them. Well, I think what I'm excited for, and I think everybody listening, everybody in this room is more excited for, is more of me. (laughs) I'm going to be on here a lot more. And, uh, yep, get used to it. Because I quit. (laughs) (laughs) It's now the Intern Boy Podcast. Oh, man. Taking it over. Uh, That's awesome. Another thing that I'm excited for is we are going to be pumping out a lot more content, more TikToks, more YouTube, more everything. Yeah, our other platforms. That's right. You're going to be able to see us everywhere at Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, 
Just not Twitter. <laughs> not Twitter, which is Vancouver Boys <laughs> underscore. Come check me out there. I post everything. It's, it's kind of wild. Retweet a lot of stuff that I think is pretty funny, which means you think it's pretty funny. My mom blocked yeah. her Twitter account. Why? Why do you, you think? Not? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom should have never been browsing the Twitter to begin with. I agree. <laughs> no, there's nothing like bad on Twitter anymore. It's not, it's not that kind anymore. of bad. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> it's been taken down. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. And for any serious inquiries, you guys can hit us up at our email at VancouverBoysPodcast at gmail.com. So come check us out there. Yeah. I think it's about time we wrap this up. It's about time we wrap this up. Oh. You're right. It is about time. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. I didn't get that one now, either. That, that's one thing that's not going to be better from season two. No. I'm still <laughs> oblivious to when you try to set me up for that. But as you said, it is time. And it is time. For Tyler's Surprise Headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah? All right, so we're going to change things up just a little bit in Season Mm -hmm. 3 here, where I'm going to come up with a story. I'm either going to make it up or I'm going to find it, and I'm going to read it out to the boys, and they're going to have to figure out whether it's fake (laughs) or if it's legit. Wait, so we're now doing Tyler's surprise headlines, but there's a 50-50 chance you just concocted this in your head? (laughs) Exactly. You know what? There's a chance he's been doing this. Yeah. How are we even going to know the difference? Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. Don't Google any of my last (laughs) ones because they're all fake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, man. That's fun. Okay, cool. should be good. Let's try it. Arizona man. Breaks into aquarium to steal fish. Okay. okay. Tough one. Okay. So what happened was this man went fishing in his neighbor's backyard. <laughs> when Wait, he, when so he was did, drunk. Did they live like on the back of a pond or something? No, no, no. He just had like a little play pond in their backyard with some like koi fish and stuff like that. Oh, so it was more like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's fishing in his neighbor's backyard when he's hammered, wakes up. His wife tells him what had actually happened. The next day goes to the grocery store or not to the grocery, to the aquarium. <laughs> Same thing for this guy. And steals the fish to replace them. <laughs> Wait, so he, what did he do with the fish that he caught in his neighbor's house? He just left them out on the backyard and they all just dropped. Well, I don't know. Maybe he ate them. <laughs> well, I would hope not. And fry him up on the Barbie. Oh, that's so gross. Koi fish, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are kind of like more of like an art piece than yeah, you a, don't really eat no. koi fish. They're just like they're just jumbo goldfish. Yeah. I mean, you do stupid things when you're drunk, right? Oh, this guy does. It's also <laughs> is in Arizona. You can't put it past them. That's very true. Yeah, not too many places to go fishing in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna wander on down to the neighbor's backyard. Go fishing. I'm going to say this is a fake headline. All right. I I think you made this up. <laughs> I don't know how you made it up, <laughs> but I think you did. Just because okay. we don't know how, I'm going to go with true because I I could not concoct that that quickly. So I I think that that's real. I think elements of it are real, but I think all of it is fake. Oh, you think it's like based on a yeah. true story type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, I just kind of like, that's I, I kind of just stretch yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my guess. All right. Well, Alex is correct. The whole thing was made up. Okay. Not, not one part of that story was true. <laughs> 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 
that was based on Tyler's last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't I, happen, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't I see a story on Global the other day? Shut up. <laughs> Some guy with horns came in. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Oh, man. Oh. That was good. I like that. Yeah. It was very fun. Just changes things up a little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. It was exciting. So, switcheroo. Yeah. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you all for sticking around for the first episode of season three. Yeah. We're yeah. so happy to get this season underway. Oh, yeah. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys, and I hope you look forward to hearing from us. Because you're so. going to be hearing a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. More than you bargained for. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Oh, I didn't think of a language. Uh, bonjour. So much worse that you said hello. (laughs) Hello to season three, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for. There you go. I can't watch us on Twitch.